0: Welcome to Beat After Hours. I am your host, Hemahe Mooley Jr. He is the other host, the local lovable Canuck himself, Zach Hicken. What's up? It is uh, rivalry week, so uh, me and you
1: are facing off. We are going to...
0: Mm. No, just kidding. We're not rivals.
1: <laughs> we no. are, uh, we're partners in crime. We're on the same team. We're on the same team. KSLSports.com, in case you haven't checked it out, go yeah. check it out. It's the letter K, the letter S, the letter L, the word sports... A period, calm. Uh, We have the best sports coverage in the state. Um, Check it out there. That's where you can find our podcast. Mm -hmm. You can find uh, hot takes from us, steaming hot takes, um, serving up in a pile like some flapjacks. Um, If you haven't yet, if this is your first time listening to our podcast, make sure you guys hit the subscribe button for more of this in your feed. Mm Mm-hmm. More of Hemis sultry tones. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of uh, takes on uh, pop culture and anything that's going on with sports in the state of Utah. If you want to know what's going on with uh, 17U archery, <laughs> we got you covered. <laughs> Uh, no, really, though, uh, subscribe, rate, review to our podcast at Sportsbeat After Hours. We're on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, Google Play.
0: Five stars only, please. Yes,
1: five stars only. Um, we've gotten some great reviews in the last week. Read some of those babies.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, uh, first off, I'm going to start with uh, <laughs> good, clean Cliven. Uh, <laughs> I downloaded this podcast because of the bold T-Bone logo, so thank you for <laughs> noticing some of our uh, hidden meanings in our artwork. We do have a T-Bone steak in The podcast artwork. Mm -hmm. We also have Grandma H twenty nineteen. I didn't know too much about the hippity hop and thought this ice gentleman was on Law and (laughs) Order, but now I know he's a hip hop mogul, movie star, and sports owner thanks to this podcast. Two thumbs up. Hilarious. Uh, Two thumbs up to that review.
0: Um, And you know what, guys? Just write something crazy because we like.
1: We'll read it on the air, and we just like we like being random and funny and. That's our cup of tea. If yeah. you just leave something like, wow, this podcast is cool. We're not going to read it. And we're not going <laughs> to think it's funny or original.
0: We will appreciate it.
1: We appreciate it as long as there's five stars on it.
0: But, uh, you know, sprinkle in some poop emojis or something. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Speaking of poop. Oh, yeah. Hema got a big steaming pile of poop on camera <laughs>
1: at the Davis-Dumont uh, Davis,
0: Dumont game the other day. Yeah. So uh, I'm a- Viewmont High alum, and that's a rivalry um, that is near and dear to my heart. And seeing a dog poop on the field is hilarious. Um, so I caught it on camera, and it cut. Dude, that thing blew up. No, absolutely. Like the next morning, it was on like CBS Sports. Max Preps and CBS Max Sports preps.
1: took the tweet and like repurposed it, and Pears. it had like over half a million views. It was. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen yeah. in a high school football game. And I've seen some weird stuff. Yeah. Um, but we're not here to talk about high school this week. We're going the round, long roundabout way to get to the point that it's the week of the BYU-Utah game. Yes. We've been waiting for this since... Uh,
0: November. And we've literally been talking about it since November. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's great. We love the rivalry. We got distracted by the jazz for a little bit, but
1: really this is like the biggest week in sports in the state. And uh, it's
0: fun. It's, yeah, it's a, you know, the banters, like a different level, Um, families like play pranks on each other. Like it's, it's just so much fun. So it's our favorite week of the week uh, of the football season. Is uh, BYU Utah Week, and uh, yeah, we have a big list of stuff and content for you guys coming out soon. Um, even the day of the game, we've got an hour long preview show on KSL um, that's just BYU Utah rivalry, yeah, um, with Jeremiah Jensen and Sam Sam Farnsworth. Um, and if you're you know thirsty for more BYU or Utah content, make sure you guys check out you know Cougar Tracks, Cougar Sports Saturday. Crimson Corner,
1: yeah. So uh, obviously Cougar tracks and Cougar Sports Saturday. It's the BYU centric approach. So if you're a blue goggled guy that wants to uh, know why BYU has the best offensive coordinating staff in in the entire country, yes, then go check that out. But if you're a Utah centric guy that wants to know why Utah is going thirteen and zero and get all the way to face the to Alabama <laughs> in uh, the College Football Championship,
0: also check it out
1: uh Lee Corso was featured very heavily on that po- podcast I believe so yeah. um yeah it'll be fun uh it, it's going to be a fun week and like you said the the banter's great it's been over the top though because this game yeah. like literally since the season ended like I don't even know that BYU necessarily cared about its bowl game yeah and I don't know that Utah did after the second half after they lost
0: yeah. that Pac-12 championship game it was just it's like whatever Yeah, I think both sides were just waiting for the next year to come because you saw flashes from both sides of like what they could be and what they could accomplish. And all that was left was for them to pass this time to the next season to start proving it. And Mm -hmm. so that's why I think people are so excited about this football season is BYU's got high expectations. Utah's got really high expectations. Sky high, sky high. Utah State has high expectations. Well, it's just it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome, and it all starts Thursday. Yeah, s- so I'm excited. And Kyle Whittingham
1: even said, "Have the expectations for Utah ever been this high? No,pe yep. not since they joined the Pac-12." So, um, yeah, we like we said, all the uh, rivalry coverage that you need. Check out KSLSports.com. It's the best website in the world in the for, world for uh, Utah-centric sports, even national sports. We got national takes on there, so. Um, yeah, I think we, we don't need to break down this rivalry no. game more than we already have. We've done it for like four straight weeks. <laughs> um, if you, like we said, if you guys really want to hear like the nitty gritty details from like a biased view, because everyone's biased except for us, because we're impartial journalists. We are professionals. Perfect. Yeah. Go check out Cougar Tracks and uh, Crimson, Crimson Corner. Corner. Um, why don't we give a quick prediction though? Okay. To just entice the people, we're gonna tickle their fancy a little bit. Yeah,
0: prepare your fancies to be tickled. <laughs> Emma, who do you have winning this game? Um, and what's the final score? So I actually picked BYU. I've picked it this whole time. If you've listened to any of other our other podcasts or shows, cue the song have. "I'm a Believer." Yeah. Um, I just, I'm gonna be honest. Half of it's like, oh, like it's it's time. Like I hope something different happens because it's great for us. For The media for something dramatic and different to happen, but I do not think that they it if no matter who wins, it's not gonna be a blowout. No. I think I predict that like if we went over or under, it's gonna be under 14 and a half. I think you know it's not gonna be more than a two score game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I my prediction. Uh, let me give it a number, okay? I'll just say 24, 21.
1: Okay. I like it. I said 27-21 in favor of Utah. Um, Like you said, I love storylines. There are yeah. two storylines that go from this game. It's either BYU ruined the start of the season for the best Utah team yeah. in Utah history, the best team in Utah history, or, or Utah extended the winning streak to nine straight. Mm-hmm. Um, they've won for an entire decade. The 2010s yeah. belong to the Utes, if that's the case. and Absolutely. The rivalry is basically maybe over. I don't know. No. No, no it's never not over. It's and never over. And in fact, over. let
0: me plug something real quick. For okay. Thursday, I'm working on this really big piece that's a BYU-Utah history. Uh, Large, massive. That's huge. A huge history piece. Um, and let me just say, even if, if Utah wins, nine straight, a decade of Utah dominance, that's not the longest win streak in this rivalry. Nope. So you'll learn about that on Thursday in my BYU Utah history piece. So it'll be pretty sweet. Um Yeah, I've seen part of it. I'm looking forward to it. But um What what else are you looking forward to in this game, Zach? It can be anything. Uh you know what I'm looking forward
1: to if we're gonna talk like key matchups, offensive defense BYU's offensive line against Utah's defensive line, mm-hmm. those are the two best position groups that will be featured in this game. Yeah. They're going directly head-to-head. Yeah. And it's going to have an impact on how this game plays out because if D- if BYU can run the ball, I think that they can win. If Utah can um, stop the run game, yeah, then BYU is going to have to pass, and that secondary for Utah is really good. Really, really good. And as talented as I think Zach Wilson is, it's he's still a sophomore, and it's a very talented um, Utah Defensive backfield, and it, it, I just don't think it would end well that way. So I think that BYU has to uh, run the ball, establish the runs, so then they're creeping up and run support, and then he's mm-hmm. able to go over the top. Yeah. So
0: I think uh, I think you're right. I completely agree. I think it's going to be one of those things where it's like, let's say you know they flip the coin, BYU wins the kickoff or wins the ball, they elect to receive it. It's like those first two possession or first two downs are going to be like what the game's going to be like. Yeah. And if it BYU like totally fumbles or whatever, it's going to be an awful game for the, for but, the uh, coogies, but, but uh, yeah. So um, is that enough rivalry talk from us? I think so. Okay. Uh, let's move on to, uh,
1: why don't we talk Utah state really quick? Okay. Uh, Utah state opening up the season against Wake forest. Um, massive expectations for the Aggies this year after coming off, um one of the best seasons in program history they tied for the most wins with 11 um had were one game away from making it to the uh Mountain West championship game mm-hmm. almost winning the the Mountain Division of the Mountain West um
0: and it was really close they lost to Boise State but you know it wasn't like a blowout
1: yeah they they put together a 10 game winning streak during the season i mean it was it was a lot of fun to cover the Aggies last yeah. year and for as much as they lost, I think that there's are still really high expectations. I mean, they return a lot of key players. Mm-hmm. Gerald Bright, Jordan Love, uh, David Woodward, Shaq Bond, DJ Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for this team this year, and uh, I think that they're going to go into Wake Forest and get a win. Wake Forest is not a team that you think of um, as like a power team right. in a P5 league, but you know what, they make it to the postseason every year and they win bowl games. And that's what Gary Anderson talked about today. Mm-hmm. He actually stopped by in studio, um, the sports beat studio, Studio A here at Broadcast House, and um, talked about that and said, you know what, we have confidence in what we're able to do, especially when we have a player like Jordan Love, but mm-hmm. don't like underrate Wake Forest because they're a good team. They're a Power 5 team.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, P5 teams, no matter how... Quote unquote, down or up the program is, they still get athletes. Kids still want to go to a P5 school. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, great conversation with Gary Anderson. You can check it out on KSLSports.com. Um, or if you're an Aggie fan, make sure you follow and subscribe to um, Matt Glade's podcast, The Scotsman.
1: The Scotsman.
0: The Scotsman. I can't do a Scots, <laughs> you know, Please don't accent. do that. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's a good it's a good follow he goes really in depth he knows he's in the know so uh check that out if you haven't um subscribed to that yet um we just wrapped up week two of high, high school, school football. football boom so
1: much fun so great um it, it wasn't as good as week one week one was great mm-hmm. a lot of close games overtime games triple overtime games yeah um
0: week two was different two was, yeah, Week two was yeah there was a lot different. of like 50 to nothing games games yeah so we got crazy. like
1: not a lot of great games per se but great performances yeah um I think the biggest matchup that people were maybe looking forward to was that American Fork timpview game mm-hmm. especially with like the storyline heading into it was so American Fork lost two regular season games all year mm-hmm. one was a Timpview, and one was to uh Bingham in region play Timpview was not a great team last year, but they scored 20 unanswered points in the fourth quarter against a really good American Fork team that ended up making it to the 6A championship. Yeah. Runners up in 6A. Timpview, very young team the last couple years, but these guys who have been underclassmen are finally juniors and seniors, so Mm -hmm. there were big expectations. And, well, what happens is uh, American Fork remembers that game from last year, comes out and punches Timpview in the mouth right from the first play of the game. Yeah. Scores 20 unanswered points in the first three and a half minutes of the game, and it just kind of went off from there. The final score ended up being 58-35. I'm going to give my primetime performer this week to Mm -hmm. uh, the tandem of Maddox Madsen and uh, Tanner Holden. Nice. Um, I like it because they American Fork High School is just down the street from my house, so I can just (laughs) run over there um, after an afternoon practice and go uh, interview those guys. So check out that on kslsports.com. I'll talk to those guys and... Talk about what's working for American Fork this year after they lost um, a great quarterback and wide receiver tandem Mm -hmm. in Chase Robert and uh, Boone Abbott. Both guys made it to the D1 level, and they replaced it with, uh, I mean, Tanner Holden was the guy this week, but they still have Devin Downing, who is a BYU commit. Um, Bodie Schoonover is another guy that's a BYU commit. There was a lot of talent on that field um, Friday night for the American Fork-Temp game. Uh, Maddox, Maddox Madsen, he's a sophomore, but he's a great athlete. His dad is the uh, head coach over at um, UVU for the baseball team.
0: Oh, didn't know that.
1: Yeah, and then you got Logan Paulo, who's a BYU commit. Logan Peely, um, Raider DeMuni, mm-hmm. another BYU commit. Um, Targy Lamson, really good player. He's a junior. Yeah. Really good. I think, in my opinion, he might be one of the three best running backs in the state. Wow. With like Isaiah Offatasi. Isaiah Afetassi is really good. Yeah. But I really like Targie Lanson's game. Interesting. And there's a lot of good running
0: backs this year. Yeah.
1: No, there are a lot of really good running backs. But that's
0: so, that's cool. I like that.
1: Um that was that was one of the bigger matchups that we got this week. Um Lone Peak Jordan was supposed to be really big. Mm-hmm. There were expectations for it, but Lone Peak kinda of blew him out. Same with Corner Canyon Harriman. Corner Canyon was just rolling. That defense is really good. Josh Wilson, yeah, younger brother of Zach Wilson, had a pick six. Van Fillinger had, like, four sacks. Yeah. So those were a couple of games and performances I noticed. What did you notice in your games? Because you, uh, you yeah. got down to the south end of Utah County, which is, like, my stomping ground of most of the time.
0: Yeah, so this is interesting. So, actually, Thursday night I went up to Davis, Vumont. Um That was kind of cool because that's my old stomping grounds. And then the next day on Friday, I went all the way down to Salem. I'd never been to Salem before. I didn't even know where it was. Like, uh, but I have to say it's pretty down there. Um, I watched the uh, Salem Hills-Fremont matchup. And Fremont's a school that I'm familiar with. They were in my, in Viewmont's region for such a long time. Mm Mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, that matchup was interesting because I thought Fremont was going to take it to Salem Hills. Honestly. There were big expectations for Fremont entering this season. They yeah.
1: made it to the quarterfinals last year, ran into a buzzsaw team in Pleasant Grove.
0: Right. And like you said, you know, that American Fork, Pleasant Grove, region, whatever. Is Timview in that region too?
1: No, is a 5A okay. team. Uh, okay. American Fork, Timpview, they're region
0: 4, which is 6A. Gotcha. But that, like, section of Utah County is just football city
1: no you go from alpine to provo mm -hmm. and it's it's pretty stacked
0: um yeah so so fremont had a lot of expectations didn't perform well and it's kind of disappointing salem hills did really well um they they just had like a greater team effort i felt like um I'm trying to remember the names of the guys. Like I said, I didn't even know, know where Salem was. Yeah, but I was impressed.
1: You asked me for directions. And I was yeah. like, "You go past the Krishna Temple." And you said, "Past the Krishna I'm Temple?"
0: Like, past it.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've ever
0: been past the Krishna <laughs> yeah. Temple, um, but it was great. No, it was great. Salem Hills, um, great, good football team. So I'm looking forward to, to see more from them. And then after Salem Hills, I went to Provo, the new Provo High School. Um, really I, nice school, by yeah, the way. Yeah, that's a great. Uh great layout, great facility. Um, there feels nice and new. Uh hadn't been to the new Provo School either. Really close to the lake, so I was getting like eaten up by mosquitoes. <laughs> that was that's probably the downside. They were just all yeah, over it, my It's legs. like
1: almost like vineyard. Yeah. It's on the uh it's on the I west mean, side of Geneva. Uh, yeah,
0: I, I think the road is actually called like Lakeshore Road or like oh. Lake. Something like that, Bay side, whatever. Anyways, um, they it was Provo versus Westlake, and poor Westlake, they've had a rough go these past few years. Um, not only is their program kind of down, but they've got new schools in that area. Cedar just, Valley just opened Cedar up, Cedar Valley. So you got Sky Ridge like a couple years ago that opened, just sucking kids from Westlake, but um. Provo beat Westlake, I think, 22 to nothing or something like that. Yeah, It was that's pretty right. rough. Um, but I was impressed with the uh, Um So there are two Haveas. Oh, the, uh, they're both so, running backs?
1: Uh, the one that you saw was Dallin Havea. Dallin. His brother, Drayson, um, I think they're both committed to BYU. I need to check that. Okay. Um, but Drayson's actually out for the season. Okay. Really good player, though, but Dallin, is, um, he's an up-and-coming player that— High expectations for him this year. Yeah,
0: definitely a running back that I that caught my eye, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep tabs on him through the year. Um, runs really well, has good balance, kept his feet despite like arm tackles, and so um, I don't know how many yards he rushed for, but when I got there in the second half, he was still pounding away. So um, I like that performance, and uh, yeah, those are the two games I went to. Um, also, you know, when I got back to the station that night. I checked out the highlights from the Pineview Highland game. Um, that game I had like at least on paper, I thought it was going to be the most interesting game. Yeah, for sure. And it was pretty cool that it was
1: our game night live game of the week. Uh-huh. I was very excited for it. And it's just it's tough for a team like Pineview. You know, they're for a. Um, they're making the trip all the way up to Salt Lake. It's, yeah, long the, and trip. they're mainly an offensive team. Like they're not a team that's known for their defense. Mm-hmm. Teams can put up points on them. And I think Highland just kind of out physical them.
0: Yeah. And it's harder because, like, Pineview's down a class. So Highland's got more bodies. They've mm-hmm. got bigger bodies because Salt Lake schools just have bigger kids. I don't yeah. know why. The pool they have to select from is just bigger. But um, I was excited because, you know, they have, like, an air raid style offense, which, you know, it takes me back to, like, the uh, old Lehigh squad. What's his name that's at Washington State now? Um, Cameron Cooper. Cameron Cooper. That crew was so fun to watch because it was just like bombs all day up and down the field, uh, quick release, and that's kind of what Pineview footage was for me. I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, this reminds me of um, Cam and Cooper's squad at Lehigh. Um, but Highland was just too physical, man. And yeah, I think that's how you beat a narrate offense is you just pound the crap out of them, and mm-hmm. that's kind of what Highland did. And so, um, Highland got the win, but it was it was fun to watch for sure. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing more of Highland's ground and pound style the rest of this high school season.
1: Yeah, and they're in an interesting region with Olympus. Olympus has kind of dominated Region 6. Mm-hmm. Um, Highland and, I believe, Olympus. I know Olympus made it to the 5A semifinal last year, but it's kind of an open competition in 5A this year. The main teams I'm looking to compete there, Orem, obviously, they're the right. preseason favorite. They're actually 0-2 to start the season. They may have the first... Um, the first two weeks that they started, maybe the toughest schedule that anyone in the state well, will face. Cause you got to remember nationally ranked Corner Canyon, and then um, Bishop Gorman. So don't look at right. that zero and two record. And, and think, they're going oh, up a class. Down. Yeah. They're going
0: up a class, and that's and they they go up a class, and they're still playing six A like Corner Canyon and yeah. like freaking Bishop Gorman.
1: And they're playing without their best player.
0: Yeah, who's who was in a boot last time we saw? Mm-hmm. I don't know what his update is, but yeah. Um, so, 0-2, oh but don't count them out. No. And, yeah, for sure.
1: And uh, Provo, you talked about them. Let me clarify uh, here also. Drayson Haveya is the older brother. He's a senior. He is out this season.
0: For the season? He is okay.
1: a BYU commit. Okay. Okay, Dallin is the one that you saw. He is a junior, has offers from BYU in Utah. Okay. Um, And so, they're both very good. Yeah. Both very good players. Dallin so far, 27 carries for 222 yards. Wow. Pretty impressive performance. Yeah. Um, and their quarterback's really good, too. Luke Haslam, uh, thrown for four touchdowns, no interceptions so far to start the season. Um, he's completing 66% of his passes. What? Second-year returning starter. Yeah.
0: That's that's really good. He's
1: a good baseball. player. Um, so Provo is a team, you know, they've been down for a while, but don't count out Provo either. Yeah. Um, Orman Provo, very both very good teams. Um Timpview, I talked about them. They started 0 2. Yeah. But they play Lone Peak and American Fork, who were the six yeah. A champion and runner up from last year. And um I like I said earlier, I love lamps and I didn't see Sione Moa this week, who he's a really good running back yeah. as well. Um he he was their starting running back last year. Um he's a senior this year, and obviously they their defense is stacked. Mm-hmm. They have four guys on the defensive side of the ball that have d1 offers yeah um and so i'm interested to see how actually provo and Timpview, looking forward to this week are facing each other oh cool. in week three and that'll i think that's gonna match. be a really fun matchup um that crosstown rivalry it's at tempview tempview's really looking for its first win provo
0: undefeated so far to start the year so yeah. i think
1: that'll be a fun game with good energy uh
0: let me also say now that like Provo's coming back, you know, like uh, as a football program, you know, Orem's been hot for a while. That in that tri Tri city kind of feel, Mountain View's two and oh,
1: yeah, Sam isn't that Bardworth crazy? Is so happy about this, yeah.
0: Um, Mountain so- View's two and oh, Orem's good, Provo's you know, coming up. It's just, it's that's an exciting time for that, like little triangle of schools. Well, over. and Mountain View can take good advantage because they're 4A. They're the
1: smallest school in Orem. Um, they have a win over Crosstown rival, Timpanogos, a win over Union. Um, and they can kind of run the table. I mean, in Region uh, in region 10, Park City's going to be the favorite. Mm. But they also have Ogden, who isn't great. Um, Ogden just got rolled by... Um, Morgan.
0: Oh, that's right. Forty six to zero. But you know, Morgan's been a powerhouse. In yeah, that Mor- area.
1: Morgan's a powerhouse. Um, in uh, in the three A classification, um, they're a favorite to win state this year in three mm-hmm. A. But um, Mountain View has a good chance to do something special this season. Um, I mean, and they have Cedar Valley, which is a brand new school. Tuwilla off to it. not a great start. They have really good athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the the Halu brothers. That are good. Um, Uinta's off 2-0 and 2-start. So Mountain View is going to be really interesting, and I think that it's going to be a special season for a lot of these Utah Valley teams. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited to see what they're able to do. Um, the other teams sticking in the 5A classification for a minute. We talked about them for a second, but Olympus and Highland, um, both 2-0. There are actually four teams in Region 6 that are 2-0 to start wow. the season.
0: Okay, we'll see them. Uh,
1: Brighton. Is the one that I okay. want to key on for a second because Brighton's been my surprise team uh, to start the the 2019 season. They've been down for a few years, mm-hmm. basically since like Sione Hamuli lund graduated. Mm-hmm. Haven't been the same team, but um, they open up the season with a win over Fremont, which we had high expectations yeah. for. You saw them in person. You talked about it earlier. Then a 24 to zero win over Leighton. Wow. Um, Leighton's so, been good for the yeah, past few years. Yeah. Um looking forward a little bit in on the Bengals schedule. Week 5 they play Olympus. I am looking forward to that yeah. game. Um Week 5 you said? Week 5. Okay. And it's at Olympus. So um or sorry, excuse me, it's at Brighton. So it'll be at home. Um I'm excited to see what the Bengals can do mm-hmm. um in that game, but um did you have any other teams that stuck out to you? Um I'm sure you I touched have on some. some of the main ones.
0: Uh I did. Yeah. Um no, I think that's that's all I have for now. Yeah. Um,
1: An- another just stacked region, Region 4, we've talked about them before. Um, of the uh, six teams in Region 4, five of them are 2-0 and to start the season. Okay. Okay. That's crazy. The only team that does not have a win in Region 4 yet is Westlake. Yeah. They just got poached with Cedar Valley. They obviously have kids going to Lehigh as mm-hmm. well. Um, so kind of tough for Westlake to be in that region, but... Um,
0: it'll be fun. Uh, yeah, I think so. You know, if you're a Westlake fan, like don't, don't get it's these things happen. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Kearns is kind of similar. I talk about this all the time with like sports guys. I'm like, dude, Westlake is just going through what Kearns has gone through. Mm-hmm. You know, they were getting poached for years by all these other schools, but now they found the kids that want to go to Kearns that are loyal to Kearns and Westlake's just got to find that same thing. Find the kids that are loyal to Westlake that want to go to Westlake and that, you know, with some time, it'll take a few years, they'll build that program back up. I think they'll be fine.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. Um, well, looking ahead to our Game Night Live game of the week this week, it's a, it's a Region 1 matchup. Fremont and uh, Roy. Uh-huh. Roy making the jump to 6A after being at 5A in the last few years. I'm excited for this game. Um, not quite the same hype that we maybe expected at the beginning of the season. Fremont's 0-2. Roy's 1-1. and 1. Um, they both are coming off of losses this week. But, um, you know, what? anytime it's a region game and it's these Weber County schools, yeah, they just have, like, this weird rivalry, and <laughs> there's always an energy in the air, and it's always fun. So I'm looking forward to that game. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, high school football is awesome, and mixing it with college is always great. Um, it's going to be a busy week for us. And Oh, yeah, it's going to be crazy. I mean, we have we're going to be very busy for it's going to be a long like week six days. It'll but be it'll be a be very fun. long week yeah it'll
0: be a fun week um a lot going on but yeah dude i yeah football's back we're just getting into the thick of it so it'll be cool um i'm looking forward to like a couple weeks from now where like you know high school teams have like hit their stride and they know what region plays starting kind of know what to expect yeah. from these teams and and same with colleges they've yeah. you know, got their installs in and mm-hmm. like they're going to be full force so that's when high like for me the high part of the season starts is like mid-september like, yeah, a, couple, yeah. a couple weeks from now no
1: i agree with that i'm I mean, obviously i'm very excited for even though i'm yawning <laughs> this football season i think it's gonna be really special um i think the 2019 2020 calendar years are going to be really good for the teams that we cover locally and i've talked about it before i think the jazz are going to do something special this year um there are a lot of great local prospects Mm -hmm. at the high school level both in football and basketball that we're going to have a fun time covering and then i think college football and college basketball are going to be really fun this year so i'm looking forward to it um the one thing that we don't really get to do from this point forward is like have a social life or, like, enjoy like watching movies or something, which is a big part of our podcast, obviously, if you guys have listened for a long time. We like to watch TV shows. We like to go to the movies. Um, So we're kind of wrapping up, like, our catch-up season for uh, um, anything that's, like, going on. I mean, I'm still going to watch... Succession's my favorite show on TV right now.
0: Okay. Um,
1: You haven't checked it out yet.
0: Not yet. I'm kind of waiting till I can binge all, like... a lot of it.
1: Yeah, so they're in season 2 right now. Season 1 kind of starts a little bit slow, but at the same time like it's just it's so entertaining and like the pop culture references. If any of you guys aren't familiar with Succession, it's an HBO series. Um it's about a family that owns a multimedia company, uh, the Roy family, and the uh the the father, the heirloom, the founder of this company has fallen ill. Hmm and he hasn't named a successor for who's going to take over the company if he's to pass away. And so it's kind of this inner dynamic play between siblings okay trying to take over the company and position themselves and jockey themselves into better standing with their father to do this and accomplish their goals. It's a lot of fun.
0: Is it is it a comedy?
1: It's a dark comedy. Okay. Um it's very similar to Billions for anyone who hasn't is familiar with the star series Billions. Um or excuse me is Billions on Showtime? I need to check this now because I'm questioning myself. <laughs> um, Billions is on Showtime. Okay. Uh Billions is probably like my favorite series that's like currently going. Mm-hmm. Um it's about like the uh the Wall Streets, um, insider trading right. versus like uh the legal guys that like keep them in check and the, uh... the checks and balances. It's, uh, it's the it's the New York District Attorney's office okay. for the Southern District. If you, you want to get specific, but Chuck Rhodes and Bobby Axelrod—one of the best rivalries in TV—and um, it's just like this really smart show that like makes you think that, hey, you know, I understand insider trading and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> it's fun, and that's something that's kind of similar. I get that similar feeling with Succession. Like, hey, you know what? Yeah. I understand like the politics and hierarchy that go into a, a multimedia conglomerate that owns, um you know, TV uh, stations and news stations and movie um, studios and uh, amusement parks and stuff like that. So it's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying the second season so far, Um, just especially where season one ended. I'm not going to spoil anything because I really want you to watch it and just experience it for yourself. Okay. But I mean, there's like, it's like, it's like, I would say that they're almost like the Disney of like Mm. their world. Okay. Like slash Fox News because they're very involved in like the news aspect of things. Maybe Sinclair broadcasting. But it's a fun show. Um I enjoy it. I also just wrapped up City on a Hill is a okay. another showtime series along with Billions. Just wrapped up its first season. It has Kevin Bacon. Um he plays like a dirty um FBI agent uh in Boston. It's a lot of fun. It's it kind of involves like the Boston bank robbery scene. As well, that you see in like shows like The Town, they really go hard after Charlestown, which is like supposed to be like the bank robbery capital of the world. So I know that um, it's a really fun show that I enjoyed. It's one that I'd recommend for a binge. It's a ten episode series. Um, Talked about the boys a little bit. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. What have you? uh, What have you been watching?
0: I haven't watched anything, honestly. Like we talked about last time, how I finished. uh... Well, I'm caught up to Hard Knocks. Um... Okay. I finished, What is it? All or nothing, or whatever the Panthers. Yeah, you've won. been
1: like big on that, and it's probably just because you're getting ready for like football season. Yeah,
0: that's like, a little part of it. Like, plus, you know, you talk about um, you talked about billions, but like one of my favorite shows is uh, Ballers, and they're coming back for with a new season. I don't. I think it's out, but I don't remember when it was out. That's the, the that's the Rock, and uh, he's part of like the sports management conglomerate kind of thing yeah it's an hbo
1: series i haven't checked it out yet i love
0: ballers and so yeah so i'm kind of just revving up for football season it's the best time of the year man yeah
1: yeah i mean we just have so many things that we need to pay attention to um i basically get like tuesday nights with my wife to like watch um succession together Mm -hmm. and then we try and like knock out hard (laughs) knocks when we can but
0: lucky i'm on like my like two thousand three watch (laughs) frozen
1: <laughs> oh my gosh you know what it's been for me lately and i guess we're, we're gonna turn this into dad vice now okay let's do it um you probably have a show that you've watched a billion times for any of you guys that are dads out there um just because your kids love it for my son it started out as the new grinch movie okay that's like the illumination productions yeah. like that just came out last year that's the one with andy I'm like, from the
0: office where he's, isn't he the Grinch?
1: No, it's, um I don't even know who it is. So I've had this movie on in the background no okay. less than 25 times in the last two months. I have no idea anything about the uh, the story, the plot line, how it differs from the live action dr- <laughs> Grinch starring Jim Carrey.
0: Keenan Thompson's in it.
1: Um, I have no idea who's in it. It's Benedict Cumberbatch. Sorry, oh, I'm Googling that's right. this right now. Uh, um, Keenan Thompson, um, Rashida Jones is in it. So I guess it does have some notable people. Anyway, I've had it on no less than, like I said, like twenty five times in the yeah. last like two months. I've maybe watched the first ten minutes where it's like singing the Grinch theme song. Yeah. Because that's like when I sit my son down and then I'm like sitting there watching it with him just to make sure that he's calmed down and We'll sit there and watch it, and then I'll go off and like do the dishes or like clean up or something like that.
0: But it's like a hip-hop version, which is kind of Yeah, it's cool. pretty
1: cool. Um, it's for uh, Pharrell Williams. Oh, yeah. Pharrell Williams, excuse me. Um, but I don't know. It's.
0: So is that your movie? Okay, so this is, here's my dad advice for this time, right? Okay. Everyone that has children, your children are going to love some movie, and they're going to watch it a million times, and you're going to let them. Because it keeps them still for a couple hours, yes, but just make sure that you have a movie this is my dad advice you have a movie that your kids like that you also like, like not you're not gonna sit and watch it right, but you won't mind watching it for the hundredth time mm-hmm. on a Tuesday right, so pick a movie that's like that is this your your movie? No,
1: because okay. my son has graduated ooh, I got sick of this movie <laughs> very fast, okay, especially when it's a Christmas movie in July right, okay, um, but I tried to force the Lion King on him, he okay. loves the Lion King soundtrack, okay, I can put on the Lion King soundtrack, and he'll kind of be, f- be happy and calm down, so I tried to force the Lion King on him. The problem is is that the music is so few and far in between, right the illustrations are a little bit dated compared to like some of the stuff that's out there, just like the computer generated art that sure. you get with like Pixar movies and stuff like that.
0: But it's also like in between colorful songs, it's like kind of drab. A lot yes, of brown. Exactly. A and lot so of gray. I think
1: that doesn't catch my son's attention. Yeah. So I tried to force that on him. He would just get kind of sick of it and Yeah. So I would just basically jump back and forth between I just can't wait to be king and <laughs> Matata. Okay. And so but that was too much work for me. He wants to sit right. and fast forward and rewind a movie. So then we went to Coco. My son really likes that. I love Coco. I think Coco is a perfect movie for adults and kids. Yeah. I cry every time that um, (laughs) uh, Papa Hector sings, uh, Oh, uh, remember Remember me Me to uh, Mama Coco. Like, I seriously bawled my eyes out in the theater. And then the first time I I watched it with my son, I freaking bawled like a baby. Dude, it's true. Um, Really sweet show. My son likes that. he also likes Inside Out, which I also think mm-hmm. is a really underrated Pixar movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, but none of those are what I can stick my son in front of for two hours, and he will not move. Okay. The number one movie for this for my son is Despicable Me.
0: Oh, okay. I don't know
1: what it is about Despicable Me and I don't get the it. illumination artwork. The minions. I the don't The minions. Get it. This kid is glued to the TV. Yeah. He is like... Just sitting there watching Gru and Agnes and mm-hmm. uh, Margo and the minions, you know Kevin, Kyle, I
0: didn't Dave. Even know they had names.
1: Yeah, they all have names. Goodness. I've I've watched I've watched enough in the last week because we made this discovery a week ago. My son's watching it like three times a day, and I know my wife isn't listening at this point, so I can get away with this. Yeah, my son is addicted to Despicable Me. <laughs> it's a problem. Yeah, like. He gets upset when I pull him away from the TV. Gotcha. I'm like, dude, I have to feed you right now, or it's yeah. time for your nap. Like, you will not be a healthy child if right. I pull you, if I don't pull you away from the TV right now. But I don't mind. Despicable Me. It's funny. It's engaging. It was a one of a kind when it first came out. It was very unique. Um, the sequels have kind of aren't as good. Yeah, I haven't even seen the third one yet. The second one was all right, but the first one's really good. I enjoyed it.
0: Interesting, okay, so, that's my movie so despicable me for me, it's a goofy movie. We turned our kids onto this thing um
1: the like the one with like power yes, okay,
0: a goofy movie is the one with power line um it's got great music, it's colorful, and you know what it's pretty funny, and the reason why we like it so much as parents is our kids. Love the colors. They love the music. My daughter dances to it and all that stuff. It's a good message, but the thing that I like most about it is I always actually catch something new every time I watch it. Really? And today we were watching it, and the thing I caught was there's a scene where Max is like leaving school, um, after his last day of school, where he like dresses up like Powerline and all mm-hmm. that crap. Well, as he's skateboarding home, he goes through someone's house and he takes a fork from like a kid in a high chair and the kid was about to stick that fork in the socket
1: oh really yes wow it's
0: pretty crazy so if you watch it watch out for that moment it's something that i noticed so uh, is it streaming anywhere no that's the thing okay you have to have a hard copy of it at least it'll probably be on disney plus when disney plus comes out in like november do
1: you want to talk about disney plus for a minute
0: sure i don't I'm know enough for about disney plus it. i am excited too the thing about Disney Plus, though, that makes me worried is so we're part of the, like the Disney Movie Club where you like pick a movie every month or something mm-hmm. like that, um, but it's like it's like sixteen bucks a month or fourteen bucks a month or something like it's that.
1: It's twelve dollars a
0: month. So Disney Plus is cheaper than what I'm paying right now for okay. Disney movie, and plus you'll get all this like TV content. The Mandalorian trailer came out and it yeah. looks dope um
1: there's a high school musical the musical series i'm just looking at all these some of these are pretty surprising because i didn't know about some of them um there's the lady in the tramp the live action they're making a live action lady in the tramp plus cruella de vil was also announced they're bringing back lizzie mcguire
0: okay can i just say that
1: hillary duff is hot. hillary duff is hot yeah
0: (laughs) and she's in a movie that's like i think it's on hbo i mean I mean, a TV show, a series that's, like, on HBO or something like okay. that. Okay. Very adult. And she's hot in it. Um, but they've also got, like, all the Marvel spinoffs. And Obi-Wan series. And Obi-Wan series. There's no trailer yet, but I've heard about they it. They announced it. And it's actually going to be Ewan McGregor, too, which is really cool. Yeah.
1: Whole, uh, this is, like, okay, to geek out about Star Wars for a minute. Yeah. He's the best character from the prequel trilogy, When they announced they were doing a bunch of spinoffs, I just wanted an Obi-Wan movie just to know what he's doing in the time between Episode 3 and Episode 4 when he goes and tells Luke about, you know, his destiny. Sure. Um, We're getting a TV series, which is a million times better. I never imagined that this is something that would be getting so excited. The fact that Disney's producing it makes it so much better because Netflix has some good series. There's a lot of hit and miss with Netflix, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you still run into the problem with Netflix that you do with like cable television, where like contracts get in the way and they either overproduce the show when it should have ended seasons ago or they underproduce the show where they don't put enough enough money into it. Yeah, exactly. But with Disney, that's not going to be a problem because it's Disney Mm -hmm. and it's also their streaming platform. So they can, if they find that people want more episodes, they just make more episodes. Mm -hmm. So. I hear what you're saying and I'm super excited for Obi-Wan also. Um, what else is on there that you're excited for? Loki's coming out with a, is it a series or is it a movie? Loki's a
1: series. What if, um, it's an animated series of like, what if something different happened in the Marvel universe? Oh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision. Those are just some of the Marvel um, properties that are coming out. Um, no Spider-Man. Yeah. (laughs) Let's talk about Spider-Man for a minute. Um, Disney and Sony, in case you guys are living under a rock, failed to come to an agreement in the contract extension for who was going to produce the remaining movies on Tom Holland's contract. Yeah, Sony owns the property rights, and they've rebooted Spider-Man twice. But Um, they've
0: been kind of renting him out to Marvel. And
1: so they rented him out for Marvel for the most recent reiteration starring Tom Holland. They went away from... um, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. And then originally who they had was. Uh,
0: Tobey Maguire.
1: Tobey Maguire. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they've they gone with Tom Holland. He's been by far the most. By popular far. Spider-Man. So there was some speculation that Tom Holland would be out of Spider-Man. But the contracts with Sony. So he's going to finish out. What I think could happen is either they're going to come. They're going to find a way to make this work.
0: Yeah, I think they
1: will. I think that's what's going to happen. Because um, you're,
0: if you're Disney, you don't just get beat. No. Because, <laughs> I mean, as far as, well, as, that's, as, that's as things stand...
1: Disney was upset with the contract negotiation that they had. They wanted more money than what they were yeah. getting because they were putting all the production value into the Spider-Man standalone movies, but Sony was getting most of the payout.
0: Yeah. And, like, they were... Disney was bringing in the Vision. They were bringing in the Marvel the characters. The storyboard boards, yeah, yeah. Just everything. The directors. Mm-hmm. So, I get it. But it's also, as things stand right now, it's like, Disney's lost. They lost their most... The guy that was supposed to be the Iron Man replacement.
1: He's supposed to be what Marvel is going to be in Phase 4 and moving
0: forward. So And so, they're not going to lose him. No. It's not over. It's just a hiccup, I think.
1: Well, and the thing that Sony's going to do to basically counteract this. Mm-hmm. They have the new they have the Venom right. um series. That's true. I actually just watched Venom for the first time. Was it good? I liked it. I haven't seen it yet. It's not my it's not the best superhero movie that I've seen, but for what it is, it's a rated R superhero movie. They're trying to do like kind of the Deadpool thing. Right. Um, with like an anti-hero type thing. And I I enjoyed it for what it was and you know, anything outside of the Marvel Cinematic u- Universe mm-hmm. just it hasn't been super enticing to me. This is outside of the MCU, even right. though it's a Marvel property. It's all right. I, I well, like it's a popcorn flick. I'm not sure gonna go out and plus Tom, out my way to rewatch it.
0: Tom Hardy's great. I'll watch almost anything that he's in. Um, when I Michelle
1: Williams is in it, which she's yeah. like just had a crazy run over like the last year, starting with uh, greatest showman. Yeah. To all the money in the world. She's coming back. Venom. Like, I feel like she kind of disappeared for a little bit, and now she's back, and
0: it's kind of like, well, hey, you know, i It's I'm almost, ready to work. Wasn't she, she was married to Heath Ledger, right? Or they were dating, or something like that.
1: Uh, is that right? They were partners, yeah. Okay. They have a daughter together. They have a daughter. Matilda, yeah. That's
0: right. And it's like, I feel like that's the last time I heard of her was after Heath Ledger died, <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy. Um, it's like almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Um. But anyways, it's... Venom is a good property. I don't know how many movies they're planning on making with Tom Hardy, but can you imagine Tom Holland in a rated R Spider-Man movie? It'd be really interesting. Um, Weird, yeah. I don't know what. I don't know that it necessarily works, but and honestly, you know. I'm not saying Marvel's like dead to me or anything like that, but with Disney plus for me, it's all star Wars getting back into the star Wars universe. is kind of what I'm looking forward to most with like Disney plus. Yeah. Um, everything else is just, um, icing on the cake. They're going to have those original TV series. Like we were talking about, they're gonna have new movies like we were talking about, but I also think, and I'm pretty sure this is accurate. They're going to have all the old movies on there too. So Mm -hmm. they will have like a goofy movie. Yeah. And they will have, like, Dumbo.
1: The $12 a month, or however much it is, is an absolute steal. Especially a steal. I think you can... Or, sorry, it's $12 a month to partner with Hulu, I believe. Oh,
0: yeah. Matt, our, our one of our executive producer, Matt... He's been on the podcast. He's been on the podcast. People know him. Um, Matt Glade, he tweeted earlier that he said that if you get Hulu, but you also get... Is it ESPN? You get ESPN Plus for $12. That's so, insane. Um. It's
1: $7 per month for Disney Plus. Okay. But, but for that package deal, it's $12. I'm getting that, and so that's yeah. why it was...
0: Because I have um, ESPN Plus right now. I'm like, well, I have ESPN Plus
1: and Hulu. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm already paying... Easy. ...$11 a month for the two. Done deal. A dollar more and I get Disney Plus. Yeah. yeah done deal. So um, Disney Plus is going to be uh, a savior to us parents out there. Um, big, big, big move by the most powerful entity in hollywood so (laughs) i'm looking forward to it um anything else that you want to touch on no that's it i'm good okay let's put a bow on this episode um everyone enjoy rivalry week stay safe out there um remember who you are and what you stand for the families that you're representing the school that you represent don't make an ass of yourself yeah Please. please um don't
0: do anything stupid just
1: yeah don't make your fan bases look bad we've already seen it on twitter on both sides yes on both sides so don't do it knock it off and just have fun enjoy the week
0: yeah